A machine is brought back to life and wanders the deep yard and beyond. What will it find? Who will it meet? And what will it become? Today is a special Earl Grey episode dedicated to the eldritch author, otherwise known as Michelangelo Yacone. And mates, you're going to absolutely love this episode. It is a very different narrative style than what I'm used to doing, and is crammed full of delicious audio post effects, coupled with a richly intriguing story, a tasting plate for your ears. And you're going to be wanting more from this author in the future after this one, I think. Michael also supports this podcast. He is an El Grey enforcer, and for that, I'm so grateful. Michael has also had his work showcased on this podcast before, and this is a new story that he put forward as a recommendation for me to narrate. So this episode, listeners, is dedicated to him, my El Grey enforcer, long-time listener, and author, Michael Angelo Yacone. Let us drink copious amounts of tea in his honor. The title of this story is The Land of Gears, chapters 1, 2, and 3. Let me dig through the boxes of wires, connect up your spark plugs, and reboot your systems. Enjoy, you brilliant people. Chassis plate condition, 100%. Gear joint system. Aligned. Internal hydraulic engine. Functional. Venus and artery oil system. Operational. Troubleshooting artificial trimatrix. I matrix stabilized. SE matrix stabilized. E matrix error discovered. Searching for principal abnormalities. Abnormality found. E matrix functioning at zero capacity. Searching for solution. Solution. Implement remainder of Psi mainframe. Implementing. Rebooting. Restabilization of E-matrix completed. Psi mainframe operation. 1%. Initiating undersire animation program. Unit animation completed. Psi mainframe depleted. Initiating pre-recorded audio file. Designation. My child. Welcome to my world, my child. You are my finest creation, my pride and my joy. I confess, however, that you shall find neither pride nor joy here. You will observe and learn much in the deep yard and beyond, although it will not be gentle or warranted. I have but one objective for you, which I must refrain from its mention, so you may better accomplish it. If I told you everything, your purpose would be forfeit. You will understand. Go out, my child, and fulfill your purpose. My only regret is... I will not be there to see you take your first steps, your first sights, your first lessons. I have one personal request for after you wake up. You will find me in the next room. I would like my passing to be mourned. Audio file ended. Activating external auditory and visual functions. Welcome to Deep Yard. 74 Omega. This unit opens its optics for the first time. The room is old, brown and rusty. This unit tries to stand, but plastic braces pull at its parts. 
This unit lifts its arms to break the bindings. The braces snap without effort. This unit runs a diagnostics of its construction to acknowledge the information stored in its program. This unit is also a rusty brown color, but not rusted. Plate armor covers this unit's limbs, torso, and head. A black fluid runs through thin tubes just beneath this unit's exterior. This unit has four tactile members on each hand, three fingers and a thumb. This unit's feet are flat and fortified. There is an internal directive to enter a room behind the closed door ahead. This unit does not know the reason. Program states it is the operation of the eye matrix. This unit still does not know what that means. This unit pushes on the door, which collapses forward with a touch. Dust clouds the air for the impact of its fall. After it disperses, optics can function better. High density of particles obstruct optical functionality. Good to know. Tables line and dot this next room. Mechanical parts and debris litter every surface. There is a large glass container, cylindrical and standing vertical, on the left side of the room, and a door on the opposite wall. The internal directive insists to approach the container. The glass container is fogged and cracked. Hades is inscribed on a metal tablet beneath its base, and next to the inscription is a flat surface of reflective glass with a message along its frame. There is an automaton peering through the reflective glass. A pair of round, obsidian optics sit on an oval cranium with a slit beneath its oral communication. It appears to mimic this unit's movements. The message along its left frame reads, You are 74 Omega. The message opposite of it reads, The command. Say, I am 74 Omega. SE Matrix, 0%. I Matrix, 100%. E Matrix, 0%. This unit is compelled to comply with request. I am 74-Omega. These words in audio come from this unit, running internal database check for I am. I am, a statement of personal identity, similar words of use, me, my, mine. This unit's identity is 74 Omega. I is relation and acknowledgement of identity. I is also this unit. The core engine in this unit's torso speeds up. E matrix, 25%. I am this unit. This unit is me. E matrix, 55%. This unit is 74 Omega. I am 74 Omega. E matrix, 82%. 74 Omega is me. I am 74 Omega. I am me. E matrix 100%. My optics focus on the glass container again. I cannot observe its contents, but a new reaction takes effect in my core. A grinding inside my upper torso, but I can find no error in my diagnostics. It is getting tighter. My optics fog up. Unknown condensation impairs visibility. Reality Principle Error Detected Initiating E-Matrix Check on Reality Principle Check Failed Initiating Ward Sequence I have idled from my objective long enough, although I do not know what that is. An objective without details seems highly counterproductive. I will have to locate my programmer and report this flaw immediately. My I-Matrix compels me to explore further. 
The only option left is the door on the other side of the room. As I approach the door, my optics stare back at the glass container. My core feels heavy. I leave before my optics fog up again. Chapter 1 Concluded Chapter 2 Deep Yard I leave the room of debris and tables and enter an environment that is significantly larger and more spacious. The ground is entirely dirt. It is hard, stable, and exhibits no likelihood of collapse. Far walls are composed of metal, working gears of varied shapes and speed, beams and pillars of different lengths. In turn, my optics follow up the wall and to the ceiling. The ceiling exists at a significant height, also with metal gears and beams. Balance in lower appendages fail, and I fall on my back torso as a result. My diagnostic state, I leaned too far back while focusing my optics up too intensely, but no damage was sustained. I use my arms to re-establish verticality. The walls form expansive corridors. I do not know which path will lead to my supposed directive. I decide to travel to the one that stands at the far end of the chamber. 200 meters across. No activity noted. Should be safe to traverse. I am 123 meters across, but my auditory senses alert me to an aberrant sound from my right. I turn my optics to an unlit corridor 20 meters away. I cannot perceive beyond it. The sound is approaching. A bipedal automaton exits the corridor. Their right leg is in disrepair, and their right arm is entirely absent. They see me and reach their left arm in my direction. SE Matrix, 82%. I Matrix, 18%. The automaton is in need of assistance, and I want to aid them. I make a few steps towards the damaged automaton, before my auditory senses alert me to the same sound from seconds ago. The sound is no longer as aberrant, but rather a rapid clicking. The sound did not originate from the automaton. The sound originated from behind it. A claw appendage emerges from the corridor beyond. It seizes the automaton by the torso, lifts them, then slams them into the ground. It does this three more times. The automaton does not appear to move anymore. Their wiring causes them to twitch, but they have lost too much oil. The claw retains its grasp on the automaton as the body it is attached to enters the light. The assailant is also an automaton, but not humanoid in design. It has a long, serpentine frame that is covered in multi-plated carapace. Its orb-shaped head is positioned neatly beneath the frontmost plating and possesses five red optics. Two claws protrude from its back each on arms with three joints. Dozens of feeler appendages writhe between its head and torso. The feelers reach out and proceed to savagely dissemble the victim automaton. SE Matrix 75%, I Matrix 97%, E Matrix Mediation Initiated, E Matrix Mediation Completed. Self-Preservation Protocol Activated. Designated response, flight. I need to flee as far from the assailant automaton as possible. Effective, immediately. My core goes into overdrive as I sprint toward the corridor I previously decided to venture. My optics and auditory senses are not operating to capacity anymore. I can only focus on the opening ahead and cannot hear anything but my own hydraulics. 
180 meters across, and I suddenly hear the previously noted rapid clicking and what sounds to be many lithe appendages hastily skittering across the ground. It is approaching fast. I enter the narrow corridor. I do not stop running. I will not stop running. I still hear the clicking and skittering behind me. It is directly behind me. My systems are in overload. I do not want to cease functioning. I want to preserve my animation. I reach the end of the corridor. There is no traversable path in front of me. Only a precipice. I run off the edge. My frame falls into an abyss that my optics cannot see the bottom of. The assailant ceased its advance at the edge of the cliff. But I am falling from an unknown height. Warning. Hydraulics pressure slowing below acceptable capacity. Warning. Core pulse dropping below acceptable capacity. Initiating emergency reboot protocol. Protocol successful. Powering down. Before I can perceive the end of the fall, my optics, auditory sensors, and systems shut off. This concludes Chapter 2. Chapter 3. Tomb Mounds Warning! Numerous hardware errors detected. Troubleshooting damage incurred. Chassis plate condition, 8%. Cause, severe damage and missing plates. Gear joint system, unaligned. Cause, misshaping detected in 24 locations. Internal hydraulic engine, non-functional. Cause, dangerously irregular cycles per minute. Venus and artery oil system, non-operational. Cause, severe leak detected in 15 locations. Cause of systemic malfunctions, blunt trauma on impact at terminal velocity. Calculating solution. Solution, none found. Complete systemic failure, imminent. Time of complete systemic failure, calculated. Complete systemic failure in five seconds. Four seconds. Three seconds. Complete systemic failure. Delayed. Troubleshooting current state. Chassis plate condition. 37% and rising. Cause. Unknown. Gear joint system aligned. Cause. Unknown. Internal hydraulic engine. Functional. Cause. Unknown. Venus and artery oil system. Operational. Cause unknown. Cause of systemic restoration. Error, 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 error. My optics and auditories activate fast. The echo of my sputtering vocals rings back to me from unseen surfaces. I cannot perceive through the darkness. I lie on a surface that may very well be debris. I focus my optics to my immediate surroundings. The darkness permits nothing for me to see. My auditories alert me to unusual movements in every direction. The sound has no echo. Interchangeably sporadic and rhythmic, and appears to originate from something large, moving across debris similar to what I sit in. The majority of it seems to rise from below me. I attempt to stand, but there is still some damage to the gears in my right leg. I fall forward and down. My front torso glides down a slope of more debris. My descent ends when I reach a plateau, not far enough down to cause further damage. My auditories perceive the shifting sounds directly in front of me. 
the noise stops. A low hum trails from far away. Everything is still. The humming echoes away as well. An enormous, perfectly circular eye opens a foot away from me. It is several dozen times the height and width of my frame. Its surface illuminates a rusted gold with a bright red pupil three times my frame. It is staring directly at me. Potential threat observed. Self-preservation protocol activated. Designated response. Flight. Error. Locomotion inhibited by damage to hardware. Unable to initiate. Designated response. I cannot run. My limbs are still too severely damaged. My chest shakes uncontrollably. I do not understand the cause of this involuntary response, and my system diagnostics will not comply with my request to learn why. I resign to stare back at the optic of the impossibly enormous entity. Interesting. A hiss permeates the entity's smooth yet booming voice. I attempt to verbally communicate with it. Error. Vocal operations failed. Self-preservation protocol still active. I cannot speak. The most I can force is an incoherent stutter. The giant pupil tightens as if to focus on me more closely. Relax, little one. This tomb is not your own. I did not understand what it means. I run through my internal database for any mention of tomb. My database has no reference for it. I turn my optics to focus on the debris since the entity's optic shines bright enough to perceive my surroundings. I am atop of a towering mound of automatons of varied shape, size, and make, and all in a state of rust and disrepair. My chassis shakes more violently. Fascinating. You experience fear. More than any servitor I have met, I shall assist you. Wires spring from beyond the light of the entity's optic. They circle and coil under my plating and latch onto wires underneath. A jolt pulses through my core. Potential threat no longer observed. Self-preservation protocol deactivated. Locomotion still inhibited by damage. Vocal operations normalized. Better? Y yes I no longer feel compelled to flee. But my gears still tense at the sight of the entity. Who are you? I ask. The automatons beneath me rumble and clatter for a few seconds. It is rude to pose such a question to the master of a realm you reside in without first answering the same for yourself. Apologize. Immediately. Apologize. Express regret for something that one has done wrong. Similar words of use. Sorry. Pardon. Thankfully, my database appears to still function. I am sorry. I am 74-Omega. Extraordinary. It bellows excitement, quaking everything around us. A self-aware servitor? Astonishing. Fascinating. But enough of that for the moment. The quakes cease as it resumes its previous volume. I am the Lord of the Tomb Mounds. Great Serpent of the Deep Yard. God Machine of the Countless Discarded. But you are, as of now, my honored guest. 
and soon they addressed me by my proper name. Geb. I turn my optics down to see the face of an inanimate automaton. It seems so hollow. So these automatons are... Geb interrupts. The discarded, junk remains observators, left for me to watch for all time. I ask, why am I here? Geb replies. They are here for whatever reason their programmer saw fit. A sinking sensation fills my cause. My optics fog up. I do not know who my programmer is. My vocals rasp. Geb vocalizes a deep, repeated boom in second-long intervals that my database refers to as laughter before saying, Ah, but I do. This brilliant story is written by Michael Angelo Yocone. And what a well-written story indeed. Michael, mate, you have such a lovely writing style. You know, listeners, when I'm narrating stories, depending on how it's written, the grammar, sentence structure, and choice of words all make such a big impact on how many times I have to redo lines. Some lines are tougher than others, that's granted, and can cause problems with the flow of pronunciation and clarity for some words. Not with Michael's work. It's such an easy and pleasant read because it's crafted in such a way that lends itself to being read. I, for one, would love to hear more about the Land of Gears, and can't wait to read more from Michael in the future. A big thank you to you, mate, for the wonderful story and the support you give to the podcast. If you want to support the show, you can find me at www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt to support the show. Lastly, if you want to see the complexity of this episode, swing by my Patreon page, I'll put the link in the show notes, and I'll post an image of the structure of this audio. One of the most complex episodes I've put together in a very long time. Mates, have a wonderful weekend, stay awesome, which isn't hard for you lot, and as always, till next we meet.